This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You know, what is it I don't, there's something else I don't, I don't do There's banquets. a lot of things that you don't do. I don't do banquets. Do. I, I really try not to do banquets if all possible. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. So you will address me as Stephen A. or Mr. Smith. You won't call me a bona fide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's intercepted by Jacob Files and a chance at a house call. File 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Mahomes throws it for the touchdown. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I go to Walmart and get my $18 pair of shoes the last two years, and it's just fine. You like those fine? No Zions for you. No Zions for me. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, and maybe the luckiest man in the city of McPherson today, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. The luckiest? Or what? what's that about? Well, you look kind of like a shamrock today. Okay. You have a green shirt on. Okay. And a green hat on. Color coordinated. I thought you... Well, it's a different green. Yeah. It's, so it, it wasn't coordinated that well. Well... Maybe at one point your hat was close to the same color as the shirt. My, I got a faded hat on today. So what? what's the color that we would describe your hat as? Lime. Lime or mint green? No, mint's a little different. I'd say lime. What? Hell, at least it was. What time. sports team has the same color as your hat? Because your shirt is more like a Michigan State green. Yeah. What would your hat be? When Seattle wears those. Ooh, okay. When Seattle Seahawks wear those lime. It is kind of a highlighter lime green. Yeah. It could have been at one point. It's a little worn down now. Yeah, this is, yeah. Do you like Titleist the most for your hats? Are you loyal to the Titleist I'll, brand? I'll wear about any kind of hat, to be honest with you. It doesn't matter to me. Well, I think you look good. Well, thank you. Did you forget our bet from last night, Steve? I did not. Okay, so after the Royals lost 2 to nothing and had, what, three hits? And couldn't really do anything the entire game. I now need them to win tonight, so that way I don't have to buy Steve lunch. Because Steve eats a big lunch. <laughs> it's a big lunch. Uh, this might a, be an eighteen dollar lunch. It's not very big. I'm a little nervous. Do you have confidence in the Redbirds tonight no, to pull da- off the sweep? No, because Dakota Hudson's pitching and he's just been dreadful his last three starts. But the, who is it for the Brad Keller? Yeah, big bad and, Brad you know, Keller. St. Louis. I mean, they won last night, but two runs again. They are like the worst offensive team in the National League since June the 4th. I mean, they're they're last in home runs. They're like last in with runners in scoring position. They've had really good pitching. That's the only reason. They are actually tied for first place with the Cubs in the NL Central in the loss column. Uh, they've played two less games. But I don't know how they're hanging in. I mean, it's just maybe a testament to, you know, Mike Schilt, the manager, that they're even in the race because their hitting has just been atrocious this year. Paul Goldschmidt had about a one-week stretch where I think he hit six homers in six games. But other than that, he's been very spotty. And you look at all their other players, they are experiencing down years. But yet, because of the parity, 
The Cardinals are still in the race. They're finding a way to stay relevant. Yeah. Steve, we've got lots of things to talk about today. The main thing I want to talk about is a piece of audio that I heard earlier this week from one of your favorite people, Jason Brown. Somehow we continue to bring Coach Brown back up. Yeah. And this is not about last chance you. This is not about him being a savant. Is that is that the word that he used to describe himself? I don't think he's a savant. He's he's not an offensive guru. No. This is not about any of that. It is audio from him on some sort of podcast or interview talking about Kansas high school football. And I've got the clip. I want to talk about it here in just a little bit. And I'm sure he hates it. He he mentioned one particular rule. And I'll be interested to hear what you say after hearing what he said. I don't think you've seen anything about this, have no, you? No, I haven't, no. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. Because he does make a good point did with some of this. No, he, he, <laughs> he did not use any F words. Okay. So I'm able to use this audio today on the well, show. That, that's a bonus. I wanted to ask you about one detail of your column from today, Sell on Sports at MidKansasOnline.com. You were talking about Les Miles. Right. Not fewer miles, less miles. KU and the Kansas football. Jayhawks. Right. And there was a point that you made is, and that was, are fans going to show up for Kansas Jayhawk football games this year? Because if there was one team to point to across college football that you say, they have had dreadful attendance for the last five or six years, it's probably KU. But I have seen several different studies, stories, columns, opinion pieces about the attendance in college football, and it hasn't really moved to the NFL yet. NFL attendance is still very good, but we have seen in college football and in college basketball a pretty significant drop in attendance over the last couple of years. And I wanted to ask you, first off, your first thing that comes into your head of why you think attendance in college football is down. Well, that's all about winning. You put a winner on the field, people will come. Not in particular KU. When Mark Mangino was having his couple good teams in a row, there were forty-five to 50,000 every home game at Memorial Stadium. Well, I mean across the board. Yeah. Why in the country has attendance been down? Games are Every game is on TV. I think that is a huge reason I, I for this. I think every single game in the Big 12 will be on TV. And, yeah, I mean, why? Every every game in NCAA Division I. Every, almost every game in NCAA Division II right. you can I find. Mean, you turn on ESPN. They start at 9 in the morning with their on during college football. College game day. College game day. Their first game's at 11 o'clock, and they have games on. The last one ends at, like, 2.30 in the morning. Um, and every single game's on. So I think that's really, you know, one big reason. Uh, two, I guess it's the cost. I think that is a second Tick- big reason. Tickets have really gone up. I haven't gone to a KU game in, I couldn't even tell you how 40 long. 40 years? <laughs> no, I, I went to one, oh, about 10 years ago. Did you pay for it? Yes, I did. Okay. Could I mean, I didn't pay for it. Somebody, no, somebody had a ticket Oh, and, and said, hey, I got an extra ticket. You want to go to the game? So um, I didn't have to pay for it. I don't know what tickets run for a game for uh, KU now. I, I would imagine. You have any idea? I don't know. I could give you a guess. I'll give you more of a guess from like the Arkansas perspective. $30? More than that. Really? 
Maybe if, well, maybe a place like KU, it could be 30 because they don't really have an upper deck or a lower deck. Right. But let's let's just say Arkansas, if you want to be down in the lower concourse, the lower bowl, it's $100-ish. Wow. Upper deck, I would think, is probably 60. Okay. Somewhere in that range. Okay. There was a comment made by Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald at Media Day, and it was something along the lines of, Oh, our attendance is down across the board in college football because of these smartphones. And people are just too interested in social media and they can't stop texting. And I thought it was really inappropriate for somebody to make that claim for the reason why college football attendance is down. I think part of it is the schools charging too much money. Yeah. And I think the product on TV is so good. You feel like you're right there. It, it, why would you want to go? Yeah. I, I catch myself doing that sometimes. I'll tell you the other, and I'll tell you a really big reason. College football games are They're ridiculous really long. too long. They've got, to, they've got to adopt the pro rule when they go out of bounds, stopping the clock, and stopping the clock on every first down to set the chains. I don't mind that rule. But because that's the way they've the, always done it. You look at the pro game compared to... There's some college football games where teams are running 110 plays. The average NFL team runs what? 70 at the 80. And I don't think the they most. even run that. Yeah, they don't run that many. 60 to 70. Yeah, I'd say 60 to 70. But you've got college some you know, Oklahoma used to have those games where they where they were grinding it out instead, of, you know, the you know, the thing about Big 12 games, there's no defense in the Big 12. Well, and the other thing too, is the fast tempo, no huddle offenses. Right, right. So you have a chance to run more plays where Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they will go into a huddle after every play. Drain right, the entire play right. clock, come out with about ten, snap it with about five. And you got a lot of incomplete passes. So I mean a lot you got teams throwing fifty, sixty times a game. You know, they drop say they complete thirty five or forty, that's still twenty to twenty five times where the clock stops. And college football games, you just better plan on four hours. I mean, there are some that get up to four hours. Where yeah. the NFL is pretty, three hours, pretty good about three. Right. It's very rarely going to be less. Yeah. But it's very rarely going to be longer than three and hours. The other, and other, and the other thing, when you're at the game and you're sitting through those TV timeouts at games, it's long. Well, I'll give you a good example. The KCAC last year. Oh man. We had the ESPN three game here last year. Every every school gets at least one, I think. Or I think they have one home and they're on the road. I think every team is on twice. It it was like I think uh, there was like fifteen minutes seemed like between quarters because they had to get all their time media timeouts in. It was just crazy. And at those levels, they're used to it. Yeah, similar to basketball at the college well, I, level where you I get know, your under four, under eight media. I know timeouts. the I know the officials that were working the game were going. God, I just hate these ESPN games. You know, talk to them before the game. Well, oh. it's because they're not used to it. Yeah, but they don't like the four and five minute, you know, between quarters and things like that. So my question is, Steve, what can we do to make college football the attendance go up? What can we do? I think first first thing turn the prices down, take them down. Take the price, shorten the games, and take the prices down. I think I think you've got to shorten the games. I think, especially college kids. Can you see college kids sitting there for four hours unless they're have a cocktail in their hand? Well, most maybe not most, but a lot of college football stadiums are moving toward 
having alcohol sales in their stadiums. The University of Arkansas is. There are a lot of facilities that are, which I think probably helps in that regard. The student section can be feeling a little bit better yeah, for they four don't hours. Yeah, they don't have to slip it in in their boot anymore, like a no. flask in their boot like the they used to do in my day. I just watch college football, and I love the product. And I think that college football is something that I will always enjoy, and it helps that I have a team that I'm passionate about that is a football school in Arkansas, even though they are a, a terrible football school right now. Yeah. When you They're win better than games. KU. They beat KU by 25, probably. I don't know. KU won more games last year. But my other thought is, do you think there is some attendance problems because of the lack of parity in college football? where you've said it several years in a row at the beginning of the year, oh, it's not even fair. We know it's going to be Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State. And who is it most likely? Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Right. We know Ma- go- Maybe Texas, we- maybe we know Georgia. Going in- we know going into the season you got about eight teams basically fighting for the, nas- you know, the four spots in the national playoffs. You know Alabama's going to be there. Most likely Clemson's going to be there. Ohio State's there more often than not. Michigan hangs around. Michigan hadn't been very good for quite a while, though. They're usually on the bubble. Yeah. So do you think that has to to do with it a little bit? The predictability? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the Big 12. Who's going to win the Big 12? Texas or OU? Of course. I mean, and Oklahoma would be the prohibitive favorite. Texas is making grounds, though. Sam Ellinger, everybody's excited about him. The big question is who's going to finish third? Because I think everyone... Yeah, it Pretty could much be Oklahoma no. State. Yeah, it could be, oh, you could. Iowa State, Yeah, they are creeping around. Yeah. I was reading a stat yesterday that I sent to a friend of the show, Eli. Eli. Who I married. Yeah. Uh, I didn't marry him, but I married him his and cyc- his wife. His cyclones could get there. There was a stat saying that Iowa State, this would be the second time in program history that they are ranked in the preseason AP Top 25, and there's only a handful of other schools that have only been ranked once. Do you want to know who the only school is in major college football that has never been ranked in the preseason top 25 poll? In the SEC. I'll in, give you that hint. In, in the SEC, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has never been ranked that, in the top yeah. 25 in the preseason. Okay. They've been ranked before, but it's much later. Right. At the end of their James Franklin run, they were really looking pretty good, and I think they yeah. crept in a few times. Yeah. So I want you to start watching college football this year. And think in your head of ways to make it better. Ways to get people into the stands instead of sitting at home like I do with their two or three TVs, watching every single big game. You've got your college game day in the morning. I have to watch the slaughter fest of Arkansas against any team in the SEC West at some point. Right. Maybe they could beat and then whoever, I sit, and Portland I'm sitting State. there. I'm sitting there watching KU saying, how could they not stop anybody? Because they're going to give up. They're going to give up fifty points a game this year. It their defense is just going to be beyond bad. They're going to be a good offensive team if this uh, new quarterback they have is as good as advertised. Because they got Puka, you know, Puka can really run, <laughs> and Herbert is a good runner. They've got some decent receivers, but boy, that defense! You take Deneen and Wise out of that defense. Keith Loniker. Keith Loniker, former Junior, Baker Wildcat. Keith Loniker Jr., and you take him out of there, they are going to be really bad. Now, the secondary may not be that bad, but they're going to have linebackers that are like 205 pounds. I mean, it's going to be ugly. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want you to hear this Jason Brown audio talking about Kansas high school football, and I want to get your reaction from that because I think – 
for maybe one of the first times, you might be on the side of Jason Brown. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I think I shocked you a little bit by saying that you might be agreeing, might be in agreement with former Independence Community College football coach Jason Brown, the star of Last Chance U, offensive guru, a savant, if you will. In his, in his own mind. Right. I think you might agree with him. So, okay. Coach Brown went on some sort of radio show or podcast, and I don't know exactly how they brought this up, but I saw Jake Sharp of Sharp Performance, former Jayhawk, of course, mm-hmm. Salina Great. Yeah. He posted this audio and said, an interesting opinion from Jason Brown talking about high school sports in the state of Kansas, and in particular, high school football. I want you to listen to this audio, and if you don't quite catch it, we'll go over it more. Okay. But I think that you will be in agreement okay. with him. So, of course, nobody's going to recruit Kansas no more because Kansas high school football is not very good. Not to bash them, but they don't have the legislature in place to allow those kids to thrive. They don't, as soon as football season's over, you cannot have a football out again. You go right into wrestling, track, basketball. We're in California, Georgia, Florida, Texas. Football season ends after Christmas. You can pick up a football again, and you're football training again 24-7. I see. Everybody is a lot more trained, a lot more acclimated. That's at the high school level? Games, high school level. Yeah, yeah. So Kansas is behind the times in that regard. So I was hoping the out-of-state rule, optimistically speaking, changed the entire legislature from the high schools. It hasn't yet. Hopefully it will. So did you catch what he was saying there? Yeah, yeah. He wants spring ball. Not necessarily spring ball, but just the ability to be able to practice this sport the entire year. And instead of having to work around loopholes and not have coaches there. So let's throw out a football example here for McPherson High. So let's say it's December 15th, and there are a few guys that don't play any other sport, and they say, hey, can we do a workout, and we want to go over our whoever the quarterback is. I want to go over my footwork and, and run a couple routes with some receivers. I want to do this. In theory, Coach Pav would not be able to help coach them with this. Okay. He would not be able to do that because they're out of season. Okay. And what Coach Jason Brown is saying is, in other states, you are allowed to do that at all times of year. Now, part of this, when I heard it first, I thought, well, what about for smaller schools? Part of the reason this rule is in there is for smaller schools, so that way they encourage more people to be multi-sport athletes. Right. If you take, let's say, Canton Galva, and if... Every player on the Canton Galva football team, after making a great run this year, they all decide, hey, we're going to go start our seven-on-seven. We're just going to work on football all summer. They would not have as many guys to play basketball or wrestle or or do powerlifting or or do whatever else that they could be doing. And so part of the reason these rules are there are to help people not just focus on one sport and keep their options open. 
instead of saying, oh, I don't know if I want to play basketball this year. I'd rather work on my football for a year and be able to do this. And I would be interested to hear this from the from the perspective of both Coach Pav and Coach Kinneman. I would be interested to hear what their thoughts are on this because it could drastically affect the way that they run their programs. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I totally agree with Jason Brown because schools like McPherson, Canton, Gala, you know, they, they depend on multi-sport athletes. They right. really do. I mean, But let's say big schools. Olathe East, the yeah. mighty Olathe East Hawks, while yeah. I was there. Yeah. If you would have taken our star quarterback, who did not, well, he did wrestle, but if you would have taken our quarterback and said, hey, we're going to do some seven-on-seven stuff here in December, we're going to go to this camp in January and do this, we're going to have the field open for a couple of days if we want to do something at the end of January, I am open to the idea that this would be allowed. Aren't you? Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be very. I think it'd be very minimal, though. I just. I think at some bigger schools, it would really help. But what if they pull a hamstring? Say they're out for basketball and pull a hamstring practicing football. It would make things rough. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine those coaches would be too thrilled about it. No. But this is a thing that happens in other places. This Jason Brown idea, this is not a new thing. It's not like nobody else is doing that and he's saying that Kansas should be the pioneers. I think that you would be surprised at the amount of athletes, especially at the suburban Kansas City schools, maybe a little bit with Wichita, most of the 6A schools, the lack of multi-sport participation that there is. And it's not because necessarily they're not good enough, which I think is a factor of it. I couldn't have been a multi-sport athlete because I wasn't good enough at another sport to be playing, but I think part of it is the specialization yeah. and having to focus on one sport. And I think for people that if you are a big-time quarterback, having something like this would help. Sure. If you are a receiver, and for football coaches, it's a chance to continue to instruct more instead of Coach Pav and his staff not really being able to do anything until... But also you have to remember these schools, these football coaches generally coach another sport quite often. Football coaches are generally track coaches. You see that. They usually are associated in some way. Right. But think about the amount of time there is between football and track. There's the winner where you could be focusing on other things. I'm just throwing out this idea that I don't think it would be a horrible idea for some movement here to allow for Maybe we don't go full in. Maybe we don't do a belly flop off of the high dive here, but start off small and say, hey, for football guys, we're going to allow, if you have the participants, to do this seven-on-seven Keisha-sanctioned activity in late January. We're going to go to some facility indoors and and have a tournament. I do think, though, Keisha has really done a good job of relaxing its summer rules. Yeah. I mean, team, I think that has really helped, and and that's why I don't think this is as critical uh, as Jason, you know, as Jason Brown makes it out to be. Because in the summer, let's face it, the bullpups probably have about a month where they're working out. They have a full week of practice. They have a couple of seven on seven events that they do. There are some other skill combines that right. individual athletes participate in. It is somewhere between two and probably three and a half weeks worth of activities, right? and it's really good for them, yeah. and it helps a ton. Yeah. But I am open to the idea that there could be some more work. Let's say for Coach Kinneman, 
and Coach Strathman fall basketball. I don't know exactly what their rules are with allowing fall basketball or whether it would be spring basketball. Maybe basketball is not the best example because it is it, it does work in the summer and they play throughout the winter. And there is a you know fall league. What about baseball? Let's say there was a baseball tournament that these teams could go play in in October. Mm-hmm. Go get go shake the rust off a little bit. Yeah, I know that there are some college programs that have done that, and I believe maybe I'm just making this up that Coach Moses over at McPherson College said something to me about their baseball program playing a few of their conference games that would be played in early February when the weather is horrible, playing some of those games at the end of October. Ooh. So you get a couple of weeks in to be go. able to get your that's arms pretty, back in shape. That's a pretty good idea. Because let's face it, they they scheduled 20 games in February, and more often than not, over half of them don't even get played or are rescheduled. It's an interesting idea to at least just open it up and, and have a conversation about what we can do. But you are right, Steve, at the smaller schools – this is something that will be very tough. Yeah. Because, because you rely so much on multi-sport athletes. Right. And the smaller school you go to, the more you rely on it. Exactly. When you have 40 boys in the entire school, you need some of them to play football. Yeah. And you need some of them to play basketball. Yeah. Now when you are, like I was in high school, when there are 1,200 boys in the school, you don't need the multi-sport athletes quite as no, much. No, no. It, it was interesting every time I think about it. So our football team, you know, football is probably the biggest sport. It has the most participation, the most numbers, and it's an all-male sport. Mm-hmm. And there were three basketball players in my senior class. One of them played football, and you know, played one year. Yeah. The class below me, I don't know if any of the basketball players played football. Mm-hmm. There were a few football to wrestling just because it's kind of a natural Physi- fit. Physical, yeah. And then there were probably eight to ten baseball players that also played football. But for the most part, it's pretty divided. Yeah. And it, and it, the smaller you go, the the more that number expands. But I'd be interesting to see or interested to see how this rule would work. Well, I'm just think it's great that Jason Brown's even still thinking about Kansas athletics. Yeah, because, good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's got to do something to keep busy. That's true. Speaking engagements. Sure. How much do you think we would have to pay him to come be a guest on the show? Oh, he'd want he'd want a grand. And you could grill him about he'd, Indy. He'd want a grand. Do you have that kind of money? I don't Maybe have... we could fundraise it. <laughs> Say, get Jason Brown I, on the show. I, I I don't well, you'd have to have your what what is our delay on our mic? Yeah, we would have to have the delay ready yeah, to go. Because I got a feeling it would we'd have to clean it up. Some four letter language. Yeah. Maybe some Really long. Two words combined. Yeah. Get nasty. Yeah. All right, Steve, we'll take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, do you ever scroll across something on the internet that kind of bums you out in the morning? You get in here and you pull up whatever ESPN or you go on your Facebook and you see something and you go, oh, that kind of bummed me out. 
stock market today. Wow, that really that, bummed me that, out. That just bums <laughs> your, really, your wallet out. Yeah, that really bummed me out. That terrified me. I was looking through something today, looking through Twitter, and I was bummed out very early this morning. It was right about the time I got here, and I still follow the Mighty Olathe East Hawks on social media, and they were welcoming in the graduating class of 2023 as incoming freshmen, Ooh. meaning that the kids that are 10 years younger than me Wow. Or in high school. There you go. It's scary. That is scary. That's scary. I don't Very like it. Very scary. They're what, like 45 years younger than you? Well, I try to think. I got 50? a I got a notice today that next year is my 45th high school reunion. The 10-year one. That scares me, Steve. Yeah, and they're gonna have it. I don't like that. They're gonna have it during. They're gonna have it during Neil Wall, which means I, prob- I won't probably go there. Maybe you can make your way back. Eh, I'll cover for you. you. Know, I, I can write the stories. I, I, I've uh, I've attended almost every reunion, and they've kind of fallen off. So I don't know if I'm gonna make. That's it That's why you got to keep going. Now, you 50, don't want to be one of the trend now. Setters. Fifty, fifty. I know I'd go back. Oh for, yeah. So I hope you're still working here. <laughs> I'd be. Almost 70 years old by then. But just oh, say, still say, alive. say a little prayer for me, Steve. I'm getting old. You, it scares you don't, me. You don't, I've, got, I've got socks in my drawer that are older than you are. Well, that's because you don't ever get rid of them. Well, you don't true. buy any new ones. That's true. All right, wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.